1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: hello it is jack gill and welcome to red men news i today am joined by sam Goodall walker and we're both live from Manchester, but Sam's committed to, uh, you know, creating a bit of a Red Men TV studio for himself over there. Um, but without further ado, we'll get cracking into today's news. And we start with a bit of transfer gossip. Um, there's a tweet from Steve Carson. I don't know if Tom's got it on the screen or, or what. But um, apparently, Liverpool have made a bid of around £27 million for Ajax centre half pair shirts. And the report comes from Italian outlet. Corriere Dello Sport. Um, Maxi Angelo said as well that it's, it's quite a reliable source. Um, and it's... No, sorry, it's not a reliable source in terms of Italian transfers. Um, but it is legitimate and it, it does come from there. Um, my initial thought, Sam, is I'm not really sure about this one.
1: <laughs> I saw you tweet about that yesterday. <laughs> I did laugh the first time as well, Jack, to be honest. No, um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, the only thing... The only sort of relevance I, I can see it for it for being made up is because obviously we're linked, we're, we're in Ajax's group and you know playing against them, it might add a little bit of sort of fuel to the fire for next week. Um, I always find these rumours around this time of year, especially when you're in need of a player, so to speak, to be hard to sort of take serious because there's going to be so much bullshit spoken and written about Liverpool and defenders. It's, it's so hard to know if there's any legitimacy to it. Unless Paul Joyce tweets it, I think we all just need to uh, just wait and hold off a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of them things isn't it where we're going to get linked with every every single centre back. I think this makes sense because you know, it's not a centre-back that a lot of people have heard of, uh, and, and you know, it's not one that's groundbreaking and will come in and uh, be a, a long-term replacement for Van Dijk and Gomez. It'll be one that, you know, when he's when when both Van Dijk and Gomez are fit, he, he challenges them. But I, I think he'll be coming in as more a third-choice centre-back when they're all fit. Um, so, so yeah it'll be interesting let us know in the comments what you think about that um, I know before we've done what defender should we get and everyone seems to want um Upper Meccano really or, or David Alaba or someone like that but let us know what you think about Per Schürz. Um a bit of good news now Jordan Henderson is back in training this has been confirmed by Jurgen Klopp uh, in his press conference ahead of Brighton today um, he said that Hendo trained yesterday parts of team training and had an individual session we have to see about tomorrow um, the other players who played are in recovery. We have to make late decisions. I can decide a lineup as late as possible, but we have to wait for the medical department. Um, some good news, Sam. It would be great to have Henderson back.
1: Massively, I think we massively missed him on Wednesday. Um, not not just his leadership, his spirit, the way he plays the game, his quality, his energy, everything about Henderson sort of you know highlights and shows what clock's midfield is all about. Um, midfield is a massive problem for us at the moment. It's funny because. People have been talking about our defence all season, haven't they? Saying, oh, you know, Liverpool have got no defenders, but we've actually coped really well. The games that we haven't won, I wouldn't necessarily have put down to, you know, massive defensive issues. It's been a a draw nick, late or, you know, the City game and so on. But for me, the midfield is a massive issue at the moment. And if we turn up to Brighton without uh, a a re energised, a a, a ready to go and battle midfield with potentially Milner, Wenaldo, and Jones, who are all tired, it could really. we could really be up against it later on in that game. So Hendo being back is is massive on more than one front. I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the team at the weekend. Hopefully,
0: yeah, a, a huge huge boost. I think that that was one of the issues on Wednesday. I think there were many issues on Wednesday. <laughs> um, but we de- we definitely missed uh, Jordan Henderson. I think against Leicester, to be fair, we we did very well without him. It's not often that we see a performance like that when Jordan Henderson's not on the pitch. Um, so yeah, that that was impressive. But really good to to have him back. Um, moving on, it seems to be at the minute every piece of good news. There's a bad one as well and, and this is certainly a bad one, Sam. Um, it's come from Ian Doyle's sport, it's come from a Q&A um, that he's done for for the Liverpool Echo and he's basically confirmed what we all thought anyway and, and that is that Thiago's injury was worse than Liverpool had initially thought. Um, there was never really any chance of him appearing against Leicester or Atalanta apparently and when we see him back in training, it will get, take him a good week at least to get up to speed. Uh, what, what do you make of this, Sam?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Me, me and a few of my mates who know, for a long time, I've a good chat about this this morning in WhatsApp, I'm, and one of the lads made a really good point. Why would Klopp sort of tell opposing teams that one of our best players, one of the top players in the world, as per his nomination, is unavailable? He's probably kept it under wraps. It's not great for us as fans, but as long as him and the team know where Thiago stands, I suppose it's not a surprise to anyone. The last thing you want to do is keep telling Brighton, Manchester City, Wolves, Leicester, that Thiago Alcantara's not playing. All that's going to do is give them positive energy before the game. So by almost making out to the media that he's there, he's nearly there, put on the right kind of pictures and videos up on the website, you're almost teasing. I mean, I'll be honest, mate, it's really frustrating. And I think, you know, it just shows just... Every time we play Everton, what they leave on us, every single time we go to Goodison Park, last year it was Matip, this year it was Van Dijk, Matip, and Fabinho, eh, sorry, and Thiago, and it just continues. And that was a really bad challenge. And where we thought we were lucky, maybe we weren't so lucky. You know, if this ends up being a three month layoff, you know, it wouldn't be surprising given how bad the challenge was. But it is also surprising because he finished the game and created what should have been a good goal. So it's hard to envisage him then missing 12 weeks or 10 weeks after that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm no medic, of course, but it, it sounds like it may have been a little like green stick fracture or, or something that they didn't really know about, and he, he was able to play on with at the time. But can be made worse, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I I don't know for sure, uh, and I think it's interesting. It feels like the whole Thiago's transfer was a bit of a dream at the minute because you know he comes on in the second half against Chelsea, does that flashy performance, breaks records. Plays against Everton, another blinding performance. Match. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there was that horrible, horrible tackle by Richarlison. And, you know, it poses the question, doesn't it? Because Richarlison was able to put in a tackle like that, got a straight red card, but a three match ban. But Thiago hasn't played since. Richarlison is back in action playing for Everton. is still uh, unavailable. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting one. And uh, I think, you, you know, I think all, I, I speak on behalf of all Liverpool fans when I say that we're absolutely buzzing to see this man uh, in in action. So hopefully uh, he'll be back sooner rather than later. Um, A bit more news. um, This one's about the Champions League. Uh, Liverpool will play their Champions League match against Midtjylland in Denmark. After all, the Danish club have confirmed this now. Um, It's an interesting one, Sam, because I think Ian Doyle uh, tweeted yesterday that it's been confirmed to be at at Dortmund. Um, But then straight away he said, oh, actually, it might not be. Um, And now it seems to be in in Denmark after all.
1: Oh, it's gone back to Denmark. I I wasn't sure that I thought it was going to be in. um, Well, it would have benefited us to be at Dortmund, wouldn't it? Because it would have obviously given Klopp a bit of a reunion, a nice, a closer um, country for us to travel to, and also um, a nice big pitch that Michelin aren't used to. So the fact that we've now got to play at their ground, is it going to be at their ground as well? Yeah, I think so. So you know, that then gives them a bit of boost. The only thing I would say is they've got nothing to play for at all, especially by that point as well. So it might be a bit of a, a tick box and exercise for them just to get the game done. There's not going to be fans in there, is there really? Or, or if there is, it'll be a very small amount. So I can't see I can't see it mattering too much. But it would have been a lot more mentally positive for us and negative for them not playing at their stadium before the game starts.
0: And uh, a bit more news. Uh, good news, sorry. Liverpool um, may have 2,000 game, uh, 2,000 fans at the Wolves game uh, next weekend. Um, Liverpool, obviously, yesterday was announced as a, a Tier Two city, and therefore we can have fans back in the stadiums. Uh, Sam. There's been loads this week about this because obviously in 2000 um, it's going to be impossible to get a ticket and I've been scrolling Twitter for spares already. Um, <laughs> but, but no, uh, realistically, um, they can't make everyone happy, Liverpool. It's a 2000 allocation. Um, I think Ross made a really good point on Red News the other day. Um, tickets should be for key workers, surely?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would have no qualms with that thing. If you ask most fans who, you know, what they miss is the whole package, the build-ups of the game, being in the stadium, the atmosphere. For me, if you could give a load of kids who have had a tough time or all those key workers, those teachers, those NHS staff who've been up against it, those postmen, those, you know, supermarket police, every all those people who were working when we were fortunate enough to be at home should be given the opportunity to go. But, you know, I just want to just add this for any Liverpool representative that are watching. I'm a top red. <laughs> and I've got a season ticket so please give me one. No, um, but I'm quite. I'd be quite happy to wait. <laughs> but I think it, it's weird yeah. as well because it's not like they're saying to us, right? It's going to be 2,000 for every game towards the end of the season, so you could kind of divvy it up. It's going to be 2,000 this week, potentially 4,000 in six weeks. God knows. So it's going to be all over the place. So what the best doing for the first few games is what you've just suggested, making it a novelty for people who maybe aren't going to get a chance.
0: Yeah, it'd be a chance to build up some PR with a good decision straight away, unlike all the furlough stuff uh, when, when it was first when it first happened. But you know, I think I think it's one of those situations where, as I said, they, they can't really go right. But this is the best thing, and and it's an important step in the right direction in terms of having a full Anfield again. Um, so you know, I think for the time being, give them to the key workers, avoid many arguments. Um, and, and see where we go from there. Like you said, with the, with the rates falling as, as much as they are in Liverpool, it may be 4,000 in, in a week or two's time. So, yeah. yeah. And with
1: the vaccine, it might just get stronger in the new year and stuff like yeah, that.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and finally, obviously, there's a reunion with Adam Lalana at the weekend, Sam. Um, he's now at Brighton, of course. Um, and, and Necco Williams has, has praised him uh, ahead of Saturday. Um, he, it, he said He said that he was the best player in training every day and, and of course, Jürgen Klopp's favourite. Um, so that's a bit on Adam Lallana. It, it sort of explains the the player he was, Sam, um, doesn't it? You know, he's when Klopp first came in, I, I think he was one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, injuries um, took hold of his career, really, didn't they? Um, so, so what do you make of Adam Lallana?
1: Yeah, it's nice, isn't it, to sort of have that have that reunion and um, it was similar with, obviously not to the same extent but it was similar when, when I saw Brewster a few weeks ago you know one thing I will say about this Liverpool team though is that they seem to be switch on no matter who's their best friend no matter who's they've played with for years previous clubs when it comes to being on the pitch they all switch on. They all want to pay for blood and win games of football. And I think there'll be handshakes, cuddles. There'll be, you know, well, if you're not allowed cuddles, I suppose there'll be fist pumps. There'll be sort of smiles and there'll be the odd nasty challenge. But I'd actually, I actually want to see someone like Milner without breaking his leg. Lift him up, lift him off the ground. You know what I mean? Let him know, let him know he's playing against Liverpool now and that he doesn't play for us anymore. And he can shake hands and be best mates before and after the game. But when that game's on, I want to see Lallana being treated like the enemy because that's what that's what he is on Saturday. Great player, love him, wants them to do really well for every other game, but when he's playing Liverpool, so unfortunately for him it's that game. But I'll appreciate personally what he did for us. Um, I really liked him as a player. I'm sure most fans did, um, I'm sure the players did, bro. So I'm excited to sort of see that dynamic, but hopefully it's just a just a small detail.
0: That of course is if he's fit enough to play at the weekend because <laughs> that, that, exactly. well, we time.
1: Time. if we can't get <laughs> anyone else out to tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's go into the comments now. Um, Sir Klopp says, "Is this a throwback to the Red Men TV studio in 2013?" Law. <laughs> it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? There, uh, behind Sam Um Sure on on Sure. Uh, Johnny Walker says, "Sure ticks all the boxes for our squad depth. Young, tall, looks a good prospect with lots of potential, and it's cheap for right now." Njynwa says, "Sure trained with LFC at age 16." That's and right. KJSJ7 says I still have good faith in Nat Phillips with a run of games. He can be solid at the back. I I, I knew that about um share training with us at 16, and I think that's why it makes sense. Um, that's why he seems to be our first choice. Um, and and I agree with Johnny Walker too about him ticking all the boxes in terms of squad depth. Sam, um, I I think he has a few areas where he could improve, but of course he's young and he's got plenty of time on his side to do that. But I also agree with KJSJ7, and I think. It's something that Klopp won't rush into. Uh, I think he'll wait and see his, his youth options at the minute, how you know Nat Phillips gets on, Billy Cometio as well, Reese Williams, of course, um, and, and make a decision in January based on how they're performing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, Michael Edwards' job is to, is to to prepare the transfers, get the best deal for us, find those players. So it may well that this guy's been identified by that team in particular to, to come in. But I agree with you. I think... You know, Nat Phillips has shown us a glimpse of the kind of things he can do. Uh, hopefully he gets more opportunities and shows he can do even more. Reese Williams has grown as a player. You know, also, we don't really know much about Gomez and Van Dyke's injury. The club have been very coy on that. It may well be that Gomez can play in February, you know, because it might, it might, he said it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I remember Laporte and Sané went down in August and September, respectively, and were back in January and March, respectively. So if you kind of look at the same sort of timescales, it may well be that we just need to get to January. And if the same four lads that are fit now can play... And we can add Matt Phillips to the Champions League squad. They may not move for anybody. It really does depend. But I, I think one thing we will do as a, as, as a, as a club is what we haven't done. Uh, what we've been doing, sorry, for the last few years is, like you say, they won't rush anything. They'll stick to the plan. If there's a centre-back they've been looking at, they'll keep looking at them. Where if they're the right player that they were going to maybe sign in the summit, they might bring them in in January. They may also bring in a loan because a full-time move might, isn't the best thing right now.
0: Yeah, I keep saying that Fabinho and Matip partnership is is absolutely fine. The only worry is Matip's made of prawn crackers. So so that's (laughs) the worry is looking into, you know, getting to January with Matip playing absolutely every game. uh, Do
1: you know what, what though, Jack? Something that I haven't heard enough people talk about is in 2018-19, Matip played a hell of a lot of football. And if you think of those weeks running up to the Champions League final, semi-final, league game, semi-final, league game, course, finals, the same, final. He played twice a week a lot. Last year was a really bad year for him. He was really unlucky on a number of accounts. But he's proven in the past, when he is fit, for the chunk of time he's available, he doesn't need to be managed. Whether we need, we, we may need to manage him now, but then, a year and a half ago, he didn't need to be managed. Once he was fit, he was playing quarterfinal league game, quarterfinal league game, week off, you know, semi-final league game, and so on. So it may well be that if Matip can get strong again by not playing international football, he can play those games, so fingers crossed. Anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely, fingers crossed. Um, I'll let you get back on with your afternoon, Sam. Uh, I hope you sit there with that in the background all afternoon. Thank you, John. Cheers for joining me, and thank you, Tom, um, who you can't see, um, but he's working harder than me and Sam right now. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Uh, enjoy your weekend, up the Reds, our